You are now listening to The Oliver Manalise Show. I'm your host, Oliver Manalise. This is a show where we explore the defining moments of purpose-driven leaders, the adversity behind the triumph, the breakdowns before the breakthroughs, and the moments of truth we can all learn from and apply in our own lives. On the show today is the gifted and ever-expansive Marcos Mendoza. Marcos is a good friend of mine and a friend of the show. If you haven't checked out our first conversation together, I highly suggest it. We have a ton of fun together jamming on self-knowledge, leadership, impact, being. And as you'll notice, the insights that show up when we're together seriously reverberate to this day. So if this is the first time you're meeting Marcos, he is the founder of Coachable, where he and his team help coaches become entrepreneurs and leaders become influential. Marcos is also an award-winning speaker, lyricist, an artist, a poet. He's a businessman, a coach, a teacher, a philosopher. And whether it's his spoken word artistic performances, his cinematic inspirational videos, his strategic business execution and guidance, Marcos is bound to empower and catalyze you into authentic self-expression and living a life of impact. That said, we have lots to get into today, so let's get right into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcos Mendoza. All right, welcome to another episode of the Oliver Manalise Show. I am here with the powerful Marcos Mendoza. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Uh, pleasure. Always a pleasure to chat with you, to speak with you, to be in your presence. Thank you. I am. I am still reverberating from the first time that we that we got to t- talk together and have that interview and share that that time together. Um, so much has transpired. I've I've literally. I've learned so much from you, just watching you, like on top of the interview that we did together, but watching you uh, go through your process and your growth and all of the crazy content creation that you are doing. Um, I want to let you know that I truly admire the work that you're doing and the amount of heart that you put into uh, the work that you're doing. It's not even work. It's like a freaking mission. Mm. Thank you. I received that. I received that wholeheartedly. It means a lot to me to to be perceived as someone that is contributing, that is adding value, that is showing up um, relentlessly um, in an expressed way. You know, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's really important to me to know that the value that's being created out of whatever trauma or tragedy or breakdowns, you know, from everything that the content stems from, it's valuable to me to know that it's being received by like-minded hearts and souls and even non-like-minded as well. But it's just, it does matter to me. So I take that to heart and I, I'm grateful for that. Thank you. There's not a lot of people who are willing to open themselves up in that way, vulnerably and truthfully, um, especially with video, like the look in your eyes. I mean, um, for, for the people who are listening, who are not following who you are, let's just give a, a brief overview about, uh, about you, the work that you're doing, what you're up to, uh, so that they get uh, just the context of where you're at right now. Okay. The context of where I'm at right now, <clears throat> the context of where I'm at right now is in a content of transformation context of transformation. I am going through a process of self-awareness where 
because of the game that I choose to play, because of the impact that I feel called to create, because of the level of excellence that I am driven to perform at, I cannot hide behind anything. My self-expression has to gut, has to be gutted. It has to be vulnerably put out there because what I'm requesting from others in my commitment, if you go on my Instagram, my mission statement on Instagram, it says, I help people get the fuck out of their own way. (laughs) And that came to me in meditation. I was literally, I was in meditation. Oh, I'm like, let's reevaluate what this is all for. And it was like, it came up as I help people get out of their own way. But then I realized that it didn't feel complete because adding that, the word fuck to it was so, it made it more compelling to me because there is an aggression that I feel has to be implemented into that process. I could be a calm coach. I could be a passive and space holding coach, but it is fueled by this. It's fueled by me triggering and captivating what is aggravating the people that are getting in their own wave from all the things that are helping them that are, that are having them get stuck. And I feel like getting the fuck out of your own way is a very powerful context to speak through. It doesn't have to be spoken through that context, but I personally feel like targeting what's creating the aggravation that's making people feel still in not in stillness in, in, in revelation, but stillness in stuckness. I feel like, I feel called to really show up for them in that way. So in the context that I'm currently in right now, I'm in a process of self-awareness where I am dissecting. I'm dissecting myself because if I choose to play at this level, then I have to 100% clear, get complete and create a space to operate from that is full of expression on my part so walking the walk leading the way knowing that i'm not holding a leadership position but rather holding hands with other leaders as we all continue to just work and do the work towards this mission that we all live so i'm in that process right now personally that's where i am personally i'm i'm going through interventions you know, I'm going through difficult conversations. I'm going, I'm, I'm walking into breakdowns, walking into them, you know, preparing myself for how I can emotionally not protect myself, but how I can emotionally prepare myself for what's going to happen here. What's going to be created in this space that I'm in that is going to be very vulnerable, you know, in the realization that the people that I'm asking for, for this type of response from those people are going to tell me the raw truth about things about myself that I may have been hiding behind. And I just realized, and this has been happening more present than ever before recently, I'm just realizing that the game that I'm playing requires me to be, it it requires me to be a, a bigger man because I can't hide. I can't expect someone to operate at a level of integrity and expression from my suggestion and then hide behind that and not do it for myself. 
So I'm super present right now to the process involved in that type of context personally in my own transformation. Now, if we want to get into who I am as a brand or who I am as a CEO, well, it involves the same process, except I get to serve by being, you know, one of the the team members at Coachable, which Coachable is a creative agency that helps coaches become entrepreneurs and speakers become content creators, you know, and that was built because I realized that my passion for coaching and the stand and appreciation that I have for the way coaches operate and the impact they have on the world, coaches, not all coaches are entrepreneurs. And it's created this gap that I discovered where a lot of coaches were suppressing how much impact they can be making because they don't apply basic entrepreneurial principles. So creating the brand, the content, and then the actual structure for, for business models, it was something that I felt those were the three strengths that we had. And as content creators and as community leaders, the formula that we apply has always been the same. Step one, create compelling content that leaves your audience touched, moved, or inspired. Leaving them touched, moved, or inspired based on landmark principles was what's going to open up the possibility for enrollment conversations, which leads into step two, build a community. In building a community, what's going to happen if you operate out of integrity is your customers are going to become your community members. Your community will become your customers. So if you're wondering, where am I going to make sales or how am I going to earn a living or what am I going to do to grow my business? Well, if you connect authentically with your community members, there's a good chance your community members will evolve into customers because they choose to be, not because you have to hard sell them on that. You're just going to show up through your compelling nature in such a way where people are going to witness you in your way of being and be inspired by the possibility of them having the proximity of your presence, adding value and power to their lives. So then they ask you, what would it take for us to work together one-on-one? Or when is your next group cohort? Or do you have any low-tier offerings, online courses? When's your next event? These questions get asked because the way that you position yourself as a leading authority in that same community that you work towards building by having organic conversations and building powerful relationships because people will purchase from you when they know, like, and trust you. Ultimately, they want to feel safe. And the only way for them to truly feel safe is for you to be be self-expressed in the compelling content that you produce that's intended to leave them touched, moved, or inspired. If you're listening, not, not just hearing me as I say this, if you're actually listening, what you will be hearing in that listening is that everything is full circle. It just continues to rinse and repeat. Create the content, build the tribe. Create the content, build the tribe. Social media. What's social media? I've come to learn that social equals community. Media equals content. So what's social media about? Content and community. What's our formula? create compelling content and build a community. <laughs> so it just kind of works, you know, and then on top of that is all the marketing step three and four step three, automate your backend, build your lead magnets, have a launch list, create ongoing rapport and relationships, you know, and then step four, create a content campaign, a social media content campaign, because consistency is what pumps that algorithm. You know, sure. The algorithm changes all the time, but the more you show up, And the more conversations you have and the more you engage, the more the social platforms are going to give you that spotlight that you are yearning to have. The more you campaign, 
more consistency, you can plug your message into the minds and hearts and souls of the people that you want to serve. So that formula for coachable for our agency, it, it's helped us do, you know, really well. And now we're learning how to evolve that formula into all kinds of different modalities because coachable has evolved uh, as this new brand from what it was, which was the startup boutique. That was just so damn potent. And, you know, before I get, before I get to it, I just have to say that when I listen to you speak, it's like there's inspirational background music, even though there's not. I don't know if that's because of your content or there's just a musicality in the way that you actually deliver uh, your self-expression. It's just, I, I freaking love it. So I, dance, I, yeah. I definitely, um, I, I selfishly want, wanted you to be on the show because, you know, I think we have a, we have a, we always have great conversations and as well, because you just drop it like for real. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. And, uh, we, you went through a lot of different things. I think people are going to have to listen to that over again and take notes because that is the literal playbook. It sounds That's like of much. coachable and not even just coachable, but just what you've been doing, what you've been evolving through over the last couple of years. Um, what, I, what I do want to touch on just briefly or what, whatever ends up being is because, you know, since I was introduced to you and your work, I've been seeing you on this incredible rise, like in terms of people leaning into you and your work um, and the content that you are, you are creating are just, is just becoming so much more um, uh, beautified, I would say, because it's very like cinematic and storytelling, inspirational, also uh, filled with a lot of wisdom and practical insights. And you've kind of, you've brought it up to this level, but, you know, in the beginning of your, your opening there, you were talking about how you are in this transformation and you're, you are facing head first towards these breakdowns. Um, could you share a little bit, whatever you're willing to share about that kind of has gotten you to this place? I think, I think for some people on the outside looking in um, might not have expected that, that Marcos is, you know, like, wow, he goes through breakdowns too. Like he doesn't just kind of surf through them. <laughs> yeah. So right away, I'm just like, nope, don't say that. Nope. Don't say that. Nope. Don't say that. That's what just came up for me. And then I expected my fiance to come around the corner and be like, do not say anything about, you know, I was just expecting her to show up there around the corner and, uh, and say, don't mention the depths of it uh of the 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 really the shitty shit that's that's happening um but that's not me so i gotta say it anyway so whatever you're comfortable with it can just be like a base like a overview like a thirty thousand foot view of it um whatever you feel would be impactful for us to hear because i think you know a lot of people who listen to this show um feel alone and it's like we're all going through these transformational experiences ourselves and i mean there's a it's constant on social media i mean it's all all this content that you're talking about sometimes we get inundated with how great everybody is doing and then when we're struggling it's even that much more isolating and for all the heartfelt entrepreneurs and leaders that i know you and i are very passionate about working with um because they're so heartfelt that you know it, it's magnified 
that that sense of isolation and loneliness is actually it's magnified. So, yeah. um, you know, hearing a little bit of, of the behind the scenes, I just find is super helpful because it kind of helps us all learn from Marcos. How could I, what's one way for me to look at it? Uh, what's what's another way for me to navigate this thing that I'm going through, whatever the magnitude uh, of, of the breakdown? Yeah. Yeah. So one, one of the primary areas that is being worked through is the area of inauthentic self-expression. Um, and that can look like being boastful. That can look like uh, showing up in a pretentious way. And that can also look like um, isolating yourself um, from, from the impact that others can have on you. It's almost like a righteousness that you think you have. Uh, I, I learned the difference between productivity and busyness very quickly. Um, and I'm, I'm going to really hold on to, I'm going to hold on to what, what it could look like for us to talk about something that is really strong in my, in my field right now. And it is having completion conversations. One of the things that I've learned as a quote unquote busy entrepreneur is that I leave loose ends everywhere. Right. And that's just because it's, I'm too busy to care or I'm too busy to focus or I'm too busy to this. I'm too busy to that. So it's like, it's just like you plant all these seeds, you do all these things, you say all these things, you create all these things, and then you go thinking or rather not remembering the impact that your behavior may be having on others around you. And you think that you're fucking coasting because you're climbing this ladder of success, thinking that you're succeeding. And you may be succeeding aesthetically on, on the surface, but what are you leaving behind? What kind of, you know, you know, what kind of jet engine fuel are you leaving, leaving behind in all that strength that you're using to propel yourself the way that you are? And what I've learned is what I've been leaving behind is incomplete conversations perceptions about me that are not based on the authentic ways of being that I would like to be perceived. I've been leaving behind judgments that I could have gotten complete with of people that have of me. I've been leaving behind areas in my personal health that have not been paying invested into in order for me to continue pump that fuel into my momentum i'm sorry i'm so sorry to interrupt your flow but i want to be clear with everybody from your definition what completion is completion for me is creating a container where within that container everything that doesn't work in the relationship with that which you are working through Everything in that container, whether it be the most chaotic energy of all or anything in a bouncing particles all over the place, however you want to visualize what that looks like in that container, it's an opportunity for all of that chaos and judgment and opinion. It's an opportunity for all of that that exists in that container to settle down so that you can open up the container and have honestly fucking rainbows come out of it. If that's so, what you want. I love that. So <laughs> you had a whole bunch of incompletion 
you were yeah. saying health and your you know things that people thought about you and conversations that you'd left incomplete yeah and and an impact you know impact um one of the things that that really became present to me in my most recent intervention is in my success in my in my progress in my in my in the equity that i'm building around my brand i'm not realizing how people may be perceiving me in that in the rise of that because i'm so focused on everybody's going to love it everybody's acknowledging and great and you know the dopamine hits and all that stuff it's like it's all it's all everything's amazing how's life everything's fantastic we're growing we're prospering oh what not even realizing that you may be showing up like a dick, that you may be showing up like someone that is not authentic, that you may be showing up pretentious and that you may be showing up as if you're better than most, right? And is then, this people's opinions or is that like, do you take that as this is how, pe- this is someone else's stuff that they're putting on me when they think that I'm, I might be pretentious or arrogant or do you take responsibility and ownership from you know, over that and say, okay, well, what is it that I'm doing and how is it that I'm being that, you know, there might be a a set of people that are experiencing me in this way. Like, how do you face that? I've learned from opinions, from receiving the opinions of others. Like their feedback. Yeah. And it comes from, and I'm, I'm really grateful and I'm blessed to have people in my life such as yourself that can have I can have these, com- these conversations created. I can request it. And in breakdown, when th- something's not working, when you feel uncomfortable in your ways of being or when you realize that something's just not in alignment, something's not working, you can request to have a completion conversation, which is, let's pretend, let's throw in all the things that don't feel complete all the reasons and whatever stories and judgments, let's throw it all in that box. And you and I are going to enter that box. You enter through here. I'm going to enter through here. And we're going to stand in that box amongst all that shit. And we're going to work through it. That is freaking terrifying. It is. And it's, it ha- it's been happening so often lately that, I'm realizing, oh, okay, this is why I'm always tired. Oh, okay, this is why this area never gets complete. Or, oh, this is why this person doesn't invite me out as much as they used to. Or, oh, this is why, right? You realize, wow. And you get to say, you don't always have to apologize. It doesn't always look like an apology. Sometimes just looks like the acceptance that you are now aware, right? Imagine that. Instead of an apology, it's like, I'm so sorry for being this way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't have to be apologetic for ways of being. Instead, you could just acknowledge through gratitude, which in my opinion, gratitude trumps apologies. Gratitude, thank you for bringing this to my awareness. I am now present to who and what I can become in order to complete these areas that I have not noticed in order to evolve into our relationship or into the relationship with myself. I thank you for that. Instead of, I'm sorry, I'll change. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Yeah, begging for forgiveness as opposed to the gratitude because you're actually taking ownership. Like you're actually receiving it. Yeah, 
because you're actually, well, yes, you said it right there. 100%. You're, you're owning it. You're owning that there is room for improvement. My biggest thing is that I always feel, I grew up always feeling defensive, right? Everything's like, and I realized the trigger for that recently in my own personal transformation, I'm discovering that it's because if anytime any, if anybody makes me wrong, then I get defensive, right? And that's huge when you're in a position of leadership where apparently you have to know everything, right? So that's a big one for me that I've had to work through is like, stop getting defensive and learn how to receive. And in the receiving of that, don't run away. Don't run away from what you're receiving. You know, it's like, oh, I've had enough and you bolt it. You know, it's like, no, it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. You could receive and get complete in that receiving so that you feel as if you have actually integrated that which you have received and experience what that transformation feels like in this very powerful word, which is completion. What occurred for you that triggered this action for yourself? Like, was there a set of events or was there a moment where you're just like, wow, there's a gap. Like, clearly there's a gap between what I think about myself, <laughs> what, I, what I experience myself to be and what others might be experiencing myself to be. Or yeah. something, oh. there's just something missing in, in the communication or the conversations. Um, and I need, I need to take a look. Let me, let me talk to my closest friends, clients, whatever, um, and then have these completion conversations. Like, what was it for you that made that happen? I'd rather not say, because it's a lot of personal things that have come up. Um, yeah, sure. So I think I've already given enough context to what's available for the audience to be able to look at themselves through a frame where they can see parts of themselves in the context of transformation. For me to go into the depths of what happened, what happened is not relevant to the audience. Mm. So it's more just like you get that sense of like things are, there's a sense of being challenged or a sense that you're, you're in the facing a breakdown and that's when we should consider looking at, okay, where am I incomplete? It's not just a sense. It can be a sense. I think we all get the sense of that. I think we all know when we're operating out of integrity. Yeah. You think, I think we all get a sense. We all have the availability to do so. We all have the awareness to know when we're operating from a place of lack or scarcity. You know, we all have that. And I, I get that. I got that. But when things actually happen, that's a whole different context. When things actually happen, where okay. someone is hurt, right? When the impact of your actions creates a ripple effect that lands on you in such a way where somebody changes their demeanor entirely, and then you become present to the fact that intuitively you're like, oh shit, I think I caused that. Mm. Yeah, the, the thing that just showed up for me is like, um, not just waiting for those moments to show up where it's so clear that I may have negatively impacted somebody or hurt somebody or uh, some negative circumstance has occurred because those are so obvious. Those are so obvious. And usually that's, that's like an accumulation of tiny little subtler things that um, maybe it's important that we look at getting complete, even the small in the smallest ways. I just got inspired by the, re the realization and revelation that 
we're never ever going to have it all perfect and it's never ever going to not require a, a completion conversation like every moment every expression every fucking eyebrow raise or twitch or smile or stagnancy in energetic exchange could trigger something in someone else so I think that the most important thing we can do is establish a fundamental foundation that acts as a place to always operate out of, which is I'm always open to receiving improvement. I'm always open to receiving suggestion. I'm always open to discussing what's not working. I'm always open to creating a space that is safe for growth to occur. I'm always open for these breakdowns to be present in my lives, in my life through awareness. And I'm always committed to a breakthrough or breakup with some form of limiting belief or pattern of thought that is creating all this disharmony in my life. And that's just a standard way of being where you don't wake up thinking, hmm, what kind of breakdown can I have today? No, instead it's, I'm gonna be responsible enough to realize that in my leadership, I may be showing up in a way where I am causing resistance and causing things in the world. And because I'm a self-expressed being, I'm going to be causing things all the time. So I have to be responsible enough to communicate with eloquence, to communicate responsibly. And also communication is not just speaking. Communication is listening and receiving. So in the receiving side of things as well, be present to, to what, what people are receiving, how they are receiving it as well. And I think that's where leadership is like, leadership comes with a, a huge responsibility for truly creating your own definition of what it means to show up. What did it make space for going through this, this process this, you know, intentionally in the last little bit for you? It's made space for... Um, I, I, I want to say everything, <laughs> you know, it's possibility. It's, yeah. Because like for me, I, I believe that it's like putting your hand on a, on a stove top. Good luck doing it again. Right? <laughs> it's like that. It's like it's created the space for me to look at the top and be like, I do not want to go there. I don't want to experience that again. What other opportunity do I have to turn this thing on? Mm. Right? And it's like that. So there's a the gap between my physical presence and that object. There's that space. And in that space, I have choices, decisions, revelations, ideas. I have all this thing that I can, all these things that I can work through in order to choose what I'm going to do to initiate the heat of that possibility. It creates, it sounds like it creates space for choice and action. It does. Totally. Because, it, you know, there's, there's this one saying that really, has been haunting me the last couple of weeks. And um, I heard it from Paul Check. I can't remember if he said it or he was referring to somebody else who said it. But the saying was like, I've just become the best impersonation of who I used to be. And that freaking still haunts me the last couple of weeks that, I, that I've been meditating and contemplating on that because, and then the, way, the reason why it shows up with completion 
is because it's almost like until you become responsible for the completion in your life, it'll be so challenging to be exactly where you are versus just propping up who you used to be or what you used to think that you were or old choices or old goals or old images. And, you know, when you get, like you're saying, it's a container and you get all this crap into the container. And if you let it be in that space, freaking rainbows and new cards can come out. It's because you understand, you kind of close the, the, the loop and you can stand exactly where you are as opposed to your mind becoming from uh, like an illusion or a delusion or something from the past. You're actually clear. You're like, oh, this is where I'm at. Like, and from here, I could actually choose the direction of where I go next or I can decide something next. I'm with that 100%. I love it, man. So you going through this process, you made this video, which like hit me in the soul area, man. This was a couple of weeks ago and you just hit the way you presented, presented it was you're like, okay, I just hit record and I'm just going to let it out. And your eyes were just so connected and so full of emotion and your voice was so full of emotion and you were just like reflecting on the energy that you've been, you know, dealing with. And then it, it went from like this raw realness to like, you were and- like gaining your freaking power back and you're like, fuck, it was just, what, what is it about you that has you in the middle of that stuff and you're like, I'm hitting record and I get to record a video right now. Like what? What compels you to do that? We had, that was a day you and I had a breakdown conversation. And I hide. I'm an avoider. You know, like when, I, I'd rather talk about my breakdowns after I've broken through. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? But that yeah, we had, we had a conversation and we got off the phone and you're like, um, I think we're I'm complete. Gonna I'm going to make a video. And then literally in like two hours, like you post it up with music yeah. and it was just like <laughs> so potent. And people just really resonated with that. That was like, that was a new birth, man. That was like a yeah. rebirthing moment. That was powerful. That was really powerful. And you understood the context of that breakdown. So you, because I shared it with you. So maybe you should plug it in here. Maybe a quick little 15 to 30 seconds of it, you know, just uh, switch to that in this recording. If you want, feel free. I will. But, um, you know, that, that video was titled how to be coachable. <laughs> that yes and that was a play on words for the name of our brand the name of our company how to be coachable the truth is we we created the name coachable from what it was which was the startup boutique because we realized the majority of the people that we were serving were not being coachable so it was a statement it was a it was a it was a way of branding what we want to stand for as a standard because we only want to work with people that are willing to be coachable But in response to that, we want to be coachable leaders as well, which is why I've taken on all this personal transformation because I've realized I do ask the universe for a lot. And if I think I'm not going to do the shitty, shitty work, uh, uh, who am I kidding? Right? Like I have to go through that work. So coachable was a play on words for what we're willing to stand for as leaders and what we expect from the, from the audience and from our clients as well. And I think that it really holds a level of integrity 
to know that you're working with an organization that is basing its integrity off of such a powerful principle. And that video that you experienced and what the community experienced, that video was me declaring how I've come to understand what being coachable looks like. And the reason you experienced that rise was because it started off calm in a conversation only to then realize I'm really fucking good at what I do and I'm going to stand in that. And that's where, that's what always keeps happening. It always keeps happening where I'm like, I'm always challenged by as if there's something wrong with me, but yet I'm really good at what I do and I'm going to own that. I'm going to own that and I'm going to stand in that. And whoever resonates with that, I'm going to continue to serve relentlessly and selflessly because that's who I am. But what you experienced in that breakdown was that I was realizing all the areas that were not working and then I had to deal with it. I had to clean up the shit. I had to pay for what wasn't working. And then I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't work. So it was a call out. It was a call out. It was like, okay, anybody that's thinking about doing this work, step one, are you coachable? Right? That's it. You know, that's it. And that's what that was about. And that's where that stemmed from. And I was, I felt really complete with it. To be honest, I felt ashamed of it as well. I took it down. I took it down for about five, six days. I just took it down and said, nope. And then I was like, wait a minute. And again, it happened again. I was like, wait a minute. This is powerful. This is authentic. This should, this should be shared. And I made it available. That's how, that's how raw it was that you were, you were almost going to hide it. Yeah, because then I have people on my team that are telling me like, oh, you're going to turn people away from us and this and that. And, you know, and I'm just like, Fawr. and it's like when you're part of a, a board of directors, you know, I've been, that's another area, a huge fucking area that I've had to work through. Like, oh, oh, so it's not my company anymore. Oh, okay. So it's, oh, it's our company. Oh, okay. So I, oh, so I have to request for decisions to be made. Oh, bigger responsibility. Oh, okay. So, oh, so I can't, I can't share that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I can't say that. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I have to request permission in order for this to occur like this. Oh, okay. And literally, I'm just like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. But it does work, right? It does work, you know? But I'm just realizing it slowly in, in my ego check, which is like, ah, this sucks, right? It's like, I can't just share vulnerably and expressively and openly the way I used to. I have to share responsibly knowing that my leadership has an impact on the people that are on this team. And I For have sure. to be responsible with that. Tell me what it does it take for somebody, someone to be coachable? Like, how do we know when we are coachable, when our clients are being coachable? Because I mean, I, I've had a handful of clients where I'm just like, we're 10 minutes into our session and I'm just like, are you coachable today? No. Okay. Next week. We'll, we'll, we'll resume next week. Cause you're not coachable today. Right. Like it, it's happened a handful of times. Um, but I can't distinctly put words to what it is that makes them uncoachable. There's just like this intuitive sense that they're not receiving anything. Like they're so stuck in their story or I don't know, like how do you present 
uncoachable versus coachable. I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. Like I think I wrote it down how to be coachable. Okay. So, you know, there's so many ways, obviously, but let me just see what I got here. Cause there's so much content. I'm just looking through. I'm just like, there's so much content that can be shared around this topic. Um, the essence. Well, for us, like I'm just looking through it here and it's just like for us specifically, we have a specific uh, dream client qualification criteria, right? So we have a, a way of being that we want coachable to have, that our clients to have so that they can resonate with who they would have to become in, or, in order to receive the, the, the amount of value that we're going to be giving them. So I'll just break it down. Number one is learn to enjoy the opportunities for connection and growth that social media provides you with. So these are our 10 coachable client requests. So social media is going to play a huge part in the way that you build your brand and your business. Learn to enjoy those opportunities that it's going to provide you with. Number two is learn to love the opportunity to build quality and organic relationships with the people you're going to be influencing through your marketing and content. Three is learn to make space for the assignments that you're going to receive and please commit one hour per day to learn, read, watch, or listen to the lessons that we are guiding you through. Number four is learn to create compelling content that your community can benefit from. You'd be amazed how quickly community members can evolve into clients. Number five is learn to read slowly. If you rush through our lessons, you will miss out on super valuable insights. Allow yourself to leave room for source to exist within our writing. Number six is learn to trust your coaches. They only have the greatest of intentions and they are working not just for you, they are working with you. Number seven, learn to smile as you work. A subtle smile while you are in work mode can do wonders for the way you innovate, invent, and imagine the infinite possibilities that await you as you create what your reality will look like in service to others. Number eight, learn to receive any acknowledgments from your coaches and the community that you are serving. You deserve to be acknowledged for the value that you are contributing to the world. Number nine is learn to love your story. The trauma and the triumphs have made you who you are today. And through your story, you will connect with others that aspire to be as committed of a leader as you are. Learn to love your story because in your story, there is growth. And number share on impulse. Often, the greatest content is produced without the fancy cameras, bright lights, and set designs. If you feel inspired, turn on your camera and share it. Does that resonate? I'm behind every single one of those things. Like, I totally can get behind all of them. Thanks, man. That's that's beautiful. (laughs) I feel like it's so well-rounded. Yeah. It's very simple requests uh, on the surface, but I get how it may trigger some, you know, there's, there's areas that people require to work through uh, that, that are required to work through. I got that. Um, But with the willingness, you'll notice not, not, we didn't mention anything about money, right? And this is because we've had to reframe our model so that it doesn't exist as, oh, you're going to get a return on your investment because you're going to make money. That's not the model. The model is you're going to get a return on your investment by the value that you're going to receive 
in the commitment that we have to you through the process that we go through together. Not because we're going to tell you where we can guarantee your income, right? Like we've produced some epic models, but people don't sell it. So we can't guarantee the success. I've, I had somebody tell me the other day, why not? Why can't you commit to their success? There's coaches out there that are committed to helping people make their money back. And I'm like, because that's not my strength. Mm-hmm. That's not our strength. Our strength. If you, were, if you were a sales coach, that might be one thing. Yeah. I, my strength is in communication. My strength is in communication, language, in prospecting, not sales per se. A part of it is sales, obviously, but there's a part of me is I'm focused on helping people create relationships with people because I believe that when you build relationships that solve problems, that add value, that, you know, heal pain, that alleviate suffering, when you demonstrate that you're available to do any one of those four reasons why they buy in the personal development sector, heal pain, alleviate suffering, solve a problem, or help people get closer to the achievement of that which they desire, I believe that the exchange happens naturally where when you give somebody a sample of what's possible, if they enjoy that sample, there's a good chance they'll ask for more. And then the law of reciprocity kicks in and then you can then charge. You can say, this is, this is what a bundle looks like and I would love to explore this with you as a possibility that we can invent together. People don't speak like that, hence my training. I will come in and teach you how to frame your invitations, not your sales, your invitations, right? If it's working for us in a way where we're crushing it, not to say any numbers, but we're fucking crushing it, you know, some, sometimes, right? And, and it, okay, I just caught myself in something. That's one of the areas where the personal growth has had to be intervened. The boastfulness. See, I didn't mean to sound boastful in what I just said. I don't, ex- I don't experience that way. Um, I think you know this. I've, I've t- communicated this with you, but... To me, it's a celebration <sighs> because man. men, when, the, when I envision you on the piano and your whole family there at dinner, your dream, the dream that you had, like from the first episode that we did together and everything that, that awoke inside of you because of that epiphanic dream and you're saying, like, we are fucking killing it. I don't see that as boastful. I see that as look at what's possible. Yeah. I'm opening a freaking door. I'm opening a freaking window so you can see what is possible for you. Because sometimes this false modesty or um, false humility from people who are, and because I, t- I talk to a lot of people who just won't celebrate or take any compliments um or won't receive any celebration because they don't you know there's a level of self-worth that just isn't there but you know when you can actually say no we're freaking like we're killing it to me that lights me up i'm just like man i freaking love it that energizes me i can also see why other people might experience it as oh well when i hear this it makes me feel like i'm not i'm not enough or i'm not doing enough i'm not accomplishing enough um, my encouragement is to for people who do experience it that way is, well, why? Why is it when you see people celebrating and winning, um, wh- is it is it actually arrogant? Because sometimes it is. But are you are you like um, waiting for people to show up as arrogant? You know what I'm saying? 
I'm falling into my shell as you're saying all this. I'm just going to turn my camera off, but I'm still present. Honestly, because I've had to go through some difficult, difficult things, right? Like in, in realizing like, fuck my boyish excitement, you know, from living in scarcity for my whole life, you know, and, and, and then finally cracking that code and realizing, OMG, the, the service model to prosperity is in selflessness. And my thing was always validate me, validate me, validate me, validate me, validate me before I was an entrepreneur. And I never knew. I just, I was never taught. So I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. So here I am all these years just trying to create something, be successful, dreaming, dreaming. You could read every book you ever want, but it's like if there's always this missing integration. You know, I grew up a self-help junkie, like, you know, first book, Awaken the Giant Within, second book, Think and Grow Rich, you know. I think we had the first books right? the same, yeah. Right? Like, and, and, you know, I'm an 84 baby, so. 85? There you go, right? So we were introduced to, you know, these heavy hitters during this time period. And, 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 you know, it's like, yeah, great. But nothing worked. It, it took me till I was 31 to realize, oh, so I guess, yeah, a part of me wants to celebrate in the awareness of my value and, and celebrate our income and our impact. But it can be perceived as boastful and arrogant and pretentious. And I just caught myself right there where it was like, oh, I don't want to say it, but yeah, fuck it, I'll say it. And then fuck, I did it again, right? So I'm super present to how that is a pattern. And I'll be very honest, I don't want that to exist. I don't want to celebrate it anymore. You know? So you're kind of, you're reinventing your relationship with that type of self-expression. Absolutely. Like and with how, how you communicate, how you deliver that type of expression. Yeah, man. hundred percent, okay. you know, hundred percent. And it's been difficult because I'm not coming from maliciousness or like, Hey, look at me. I'm better than you. No. And I'm not even crushing it that much. Who am I kidding? You know, like that even comes up for me, you know, I'm just crushing it comfortably enough that I can feel proud of myself, you know, but in comparison to what's out there, Jeez. So I don't think I have anything, you know, I don't think I have anything to boast about. And that in being intervened the way I was by people I care about, I was, I was humbled by it. I was like, fuck. I was like, that's not how I want to show up. And now just doing it again for an audience of God knows how many, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to show up like that. So I would like to restore the integrity, even though I'm not lacking integrity, I would like to create structure with whoever it is that I'm speaking to that has perceived me a certain way. And this is where, why the fuck do you care what people think? I do care what people think. I'm in a position of leadership and influence. I want to ensure that I'm holding space for balance to exist in the way that we can create a harmonious opinion about each other and operate in a state of balance and growth and happiness. So I do hold that. I do want to be responsible with that kind of influence that I may be having. So for sure, I want to restore integrity and just apologize if what I just shared may have sounded boastful. No. 
Have you ever read Integrity Without It, Nothing Works? No. Okay, so this it's an article that was written by Michael Jensen and <coughs> Werner Erhard. And it's a beautiful, beautiful summation of what integrity actually is. And there's one point that when I first read it, it just took me like weeks or months for it to land for me. And part of being uh, in integrity is being responsible for what you say. And what you say includes how you're acting. And what you say also includes how people experience and perceive you. That's, that sounds like everything I just did. Yes. Um, and it's because I had a resistance. I was like, why should I be responsible for what people think of me? How people react to me? How people um, respond to me? Well, when you come from that place of integrity, you're taking ownership. You're like, okay, well, if this is how someone's experiencing me, or if this is what my image is, or this is what my rep- how I'm being represented, or how I'm representing myself, um, is it coming from a responsible place? Because I mean, from the you know, we we are students of the same work, and fundamental to self-expression is responsibility, the ability to respond. That means like you're you're conscious and you're. Uh, conscious in your choice making in how you express yourself through your words and through your actions, which your actions speak, right? Yeah. That's so powerful. I appreciate you for holding, for introducing me to that. I'm so glad that you experienced a personal context where that can exist in my space now as a knowing that without knowing what existed in that, I was already operating in those distinctions. That was very, that's very, that helps me feel complete with that. So I'm good. I'm, I feel good with that. I love it. So can you share with us just the, how things have shifted in terms of like the types of clients? Uh, Cause how does it differentiate from what you were doing to what you're doing now? Cause it sounds like it's still, you are still working with coaches. You're still working with leaders. Um, and it's, I get, I get that it's from this coachable direction and you're, you're very, very focused on someone's communication and the relationship building. Um, can you distinguish? Yeah, happily. So I created this program. Um, one thing I discovered recently, uh, I'm just going to sidetrack a bit um, because I, as soon as I said I created this program, I should acknowledge and identify that I really love creating programs, right? I love when... I love like when I see like I love getting like a workbook, you know, and then opening it up and seeing exercises and instructions like I love workbooks. I love, you know, I love I I just I love systems of knowledge accumulated together in organized fashion for people to do step by step work. Right. And I realized that's one of the reasons why I love this company, because I love making that for others right? Which is amazing. Why we film online courses, why we build coaching programs, why we produce retreats and seminars and workshops and all this stuff. So I'm excited for that, to know that because that helps me feel complete with a part of what my purpose is. Yeah. Purpose is to be creatively self-expressed for the purpose of helping people get out of their own way, full circle. That's how it all fits for me. My message is my message is that you can 
use your life's story, the mess that is in your message, you can extract the message from your mess. And that's something that I heard from somewhere. And I was like, whoa, and that affected me so much. That to me aligns with my why, right? So in helping people get out of their own way, then it's usually by helping them clear that mess so that in the clarity that they experience, they discover something about themselves that existed beyond all that clutter. And then in the awareness of what that can look like, grasp that emotional resonance with what that can be like and walk into the opportunity to show up as that new way of being that exists in the realm of possibility, right? So with that said, I realized that number one, the startup boutique, the previous company was attracting startups. And although I'm a startup and I love startups, we were working with people that couldn't handle what we were giving them in terms of what it involves to become quote unquote successful. So we kept giving them all this stuff only to realize they're not ready to receive it. It's like, is it like the appropriateness of where they are on their path? Yeah, it could be a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you don't know what you don't know. So you may read something and then be like, oh, okay, next. Oh, okay, next. Not to realize that everything that you just read was everything you'll ever need. So there's this yeah. information overload where it's like, okay, maybe maybe we're not for startups. Maybe we should be working with coaches that are established that want to elevate what their impact is going to be like or look like. And that's where we establish the awareness that, okay, we speak a high-level language we do. I'm present to that, not because we're better, but because we're present to the language we speak as landmark graduates, as think and grow rich graduates, as all these different ways of being, we're aware of our frequency of operating at thought, not to say we're better or higher. We're just aware that we, we operate at a level of resonance that creates a vibrational frequency that attracts a lot of power. It attracts this magneticness, this magneticism that really pulls in a lot of energy and we have to safely receive it. So in that, we realized, okay, Startup Boutique was for startups in the personal development sector that aspired to create online programs for, you know, for the world. No. Coachable helps coaches that are already established become entrepreneurs and public speakers create, become content creators because speakers that speak on stage can make 10 times more of an impact, 100 times more of an impact if we produce videos with them and create a brand aesthetic that helps them feel complete in their presence online. Yes, ma'am. And it all just kind of started to make sense. I was like, ah, okay. Cool. Ah, my whole body, my whole yeah. body just got a wave, man. <laughs> I, honestly, because I, I feel like, you know, when we had that, that, that call, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, I just felt like we were kind of paralleling each other. We were kind of in a similar um, space for for a little bit, and you know, you distinguishing it in that way. It's like Star Boutique was working with startups, and they it was almost maybe overwhelming for them to receive all the goods that we had that we know is going to make a dramatic impact. But maybe it wasn't the right timing. And what we found out is our specialty is actually with people who are already getting it done. They're actually already accomplishing um, their goals as coaches and speakers. And what we're doing is we're going to extract 
the, the, the best of what they're doing and turn it into something where they can build community, they can create content and they can do it in such uh, with a beautiful aesthetic. And um, that's kind of how, that's the realization that I had in the last couple of months as well it is, you know, I can't just work with every single person and the people that I, that I, I actually resonate with the most and actually produce the most magic with are people who are already great at what they do. Mm but they've lost who they are. Oh, huge breakthrough. You ready for this? Yes. My biggest, the, the greatest work that I've been doing on myself is in the realization that I walk with blind spots on. Like literally, I have so many blind spots and I'm so grateful for these people that are literally like, you know, let's get all this stuff out of the way. Let me show you what you're missing out on. Wow tremendous blind spots. And again, blame it on my passionate commitment to self-expression and growth, but there's no excuse for having these types of blind spots at this heaviness, at, you know, to, to be this present in my life. Like I just didn't know. You don't know what you don't know until it smacks you in the face and you're like, you didn't know? You didn't know? How do you not know? Like, I didn't know. What the fuck? I didn't but, know. Did, but you know what? Like the fact that you don't know that you don't know is exactly why it's going to fucking grow you. Yeah. I mean, if you apply, like if, if you're learning something, if you're hearing something and it, you, there's already a way of seeing the world that matches it, guaranteed it's not going to grow you because mm. it already aligns with something you already know. But if there's something you don't know that you don't know, and it kind of sounds like like nonsense. It almost sounds like gibberish. Like what the hell? I, how do, how do I not know this about myself or how did I not, not even see this? And it's, it could be terrifying. It could be enlightening. It could, it could be illuminating. But if you don't know what you don't know, once you begin to know it, there's a huge opportunity for you to transform your life. I think, you know, it's almost important that we, we, we get the support necessary to find out what those blind spots are for us. Because I think this is going to be forever. I mean, as what, it just keeps expanding. As what we know expands, what we don't know expands. As that expands, what we don't know that we don't know is infinitely expanded. Straight up. It's powerful work to do. I find that the majority of society that doesn't do this work, they, you just, I can't, literally, like, it's like, that's it. You just, you know, like it's like that, you know, and it's like you got bulls, bulls with horns and the back of your hand is painted in red and these bulls are crashing into you and you're just like, nope, I don't see it. I'm not going to look. Nope, 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 nope. And for some, that's an analogy for tunnel vision. Like focus. Focus. It's like, nope. But it's like, okay, you focus, you made it through the tunnel and you look back and it's like a bomb went off and you can never go back the same way you came because it all crumbled. It's just a pile of rocks now because everything you left behind left a disaster because you ignored your blind spots, everything that was happening around you. It's so powerful to do that work. So powerful. So, and, and also it got you here. 
and it will get you there. Anyway. Right? Like, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you kind of had this, these blinders on and you had these blind spots and you just had the tunnel vision, you went straight after it, but it produces all these issues, all these breakdowns, all these problems, all this rubble behind you. Um, but it's almost like there's this forward movement that it's, it's, it's almost necessary in the beginning phases, I think, in almost entrepreneurial career. But, you know, if you want to evolve to what's next, we got to open our eyes to those blind spots. I just had a breakdown just now. Breakthrough, breakdown, half and half. In, li- in my listening, I'm just like, I can't believe I did it again. I fucking boasted again. And I'm just remembering, I'm realizing all the moments where I must have sounded like that in my life. I'm just like, wow. And I, most people who know me know me. I'm a good-hearted person. I'm a good person. I'm a, good, I'm a kind-hearted, sensitive, empathetic soul that doesn't mean to come off boastful. And out of the boyishness that I carry in my little mini celebrations of seeking validation, which is fucking crazy that I can say this out loud now, I'm just like, yeah, how are you? Oh, man, I'm crushing it. I don't want to say that. One of, uh, one of the members of my men's group right? something very powerful to me, and it, it was like, oh, I like that. I'm going to hold on to that. And he said, he said, I don't want to hear how much money you're making. I want to hear how much money you're making your clients. And that got me so excited because I was like, you know, and again, and I had to challenge the narrative of like, okay, we are not committed to ROI financially. We're committed to ROI spiritually and emotionally and aesthetically as tangible products that they've purchased. Here's the value you invested into. I'm not responsible for your sales. I got that. But as a possibility that I can invent and choose to pursue, I love the possibility of, of st- taking a stand for how I, make my cl- I help my clients earn money, not earn their return on their investment, earn money, earn themselves a living for being extraordinary beings. I love the idea of that. I, I, yeah. So it's almost like, I don't want to hear about how well you're doing. I want to know how well the people around you that you're supporting are doing. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a specific type of conversation. It's like, I want to hear about the impact that you feel that you are making. Yeah. The difference that you feel that you are making. Not how great you think you are, yeah. But what's actually happening around you? As it's, it's almost, it's a different gauge. It's a different measure. Yeah. Which I think, wow, that's gonna. I know the post that one up so I could be reminded of that one. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking that I'm like, I'm gonna cut this section of this video <laughs> and 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 share it. You know, like, yeah, you'll get it. You'll get a copy of it. Um, yeah. Do you have a few more minutes? I really got to use the washroom, so. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm winding down. Okay. sounds good. So, um, I, I want to touch on maybe two or three more things. Okay. Just like quick. All right. Rapid fire. So the first one is because you've been bringing up the boastfulness, I want to know, um, what your experience is and what you're seeing out there when it comes, because you are such, you are in the communications world, the marketing world, the content creation world. Um, man, there's a lot of stuff that I'm cringing to, man with people's boastfulness, with people um, sharing things that, I don't know, the experience that I get from some people, it's like, I love it, I celebrate it, and there's some people that show up, and I'm just like, 
oh, I can't, like, how, how do you market yourself that way? Like, how do you communicate that way? I don't know um, if you have a relationship with that when you see that stuff or, I mean, because it's, it sounds like you are super vigilant about it when it comes to you. Give me an example of someone that's triggered you negatively. Yeah. So like, or a context, not someone, but context. Yeah. So you're very, you're very, very hypervigilant about even the last hour or so that, you know, wow, that was just both like, I think that was boastful or that's, that's who I no longer want to be. Like you were catching yourself. Like, so you're super attuned to it. Um, the context that I see is that there's, there's some level and I can't say specifically who it is. It's just, I unfollow, I, I you know, I unsubscribe sometimes. Cause I'm just like, I can't even believe people post this way, but there's a level of, um, it feels, uh, manipulative or it feels very boastful to, to speak in a certain way. It's like, Oh, this is how much money I made. Or this is how much money this person made. And you know, I can do that. I'm going to show you how to do that too. And like, it gets, um, I don't know. There's, there's a, there's an experience that I'm, I still have to sit with and kind of understand what that is. But when I see it, I'm just like, could I, could I market myself? I, don't, I can never imagine myself marketing myself in this way. So I don't know if you or if you ever notice anything like that. Yeah, I do. I do, but I, I, I actually have folders of people's posts that I've admired. And I, you know, I have a full, it's just like names of the people that I admire and marketers and then i just i copy paste the copy because i feel like i wrote it and i'm just like wow that's something i would totally say love it yeah and i focus more on that i don't see i don't see people that i I don't see too many things that i don't appreciate i think that because i i think as so we don't run ads right we're not an ad agency that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I see some of these ads, ads yeah. yeah, and, and they you know, use the, here's, here's my wound. Oh, and then now you have to buy this thing. Cause I broke through my wound. It's almost like it's so mechanized. It's so strategic. Like, yeah. like, let me tell you how I went bankrupt and how I destroyed my life and how I put it back together. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. It's almost it. like okay. this formulaic, you know what I mean? I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I can't, I can't touch on that cause I don't run ads. Yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. the first thing about running ad copy. Got like, it. I, I would try to, I, I, yeah, I'm not an ad copy guy. There's a system to that. You know, there's a machine that allows your ad copy to be run. You know, it's like if that machine picks up on phrases or words, you know, that it doesn't like, you're getting banned. And I just like, I think I'm terrified of that. I don't even go there. I've never needed to run ads. Maybe I love that. You know, maybe one day soon we'll run ads. Um, but I've just never had to. So I don't, I don't experience the follow unfollow experience too often. So I can't really touch on it. And it's really interesting because I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have that experience. And that's feels good to say. I actually don't have that experience. Yeah. Um, what have you said no to recently? Mm. I said no. Uh, that's a good one. What have I said no to? I have like five whiteboards here. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's like that no that allowed you to say yes to yourself, to your truth. Hmm.
hard one. What have I said no to recently? That has enabled me to say yes. Oh. No, I will not get defensive. Yes, I will receive this coaching. Wow. I yeah. love that. That's the coachableness. Yes. I love it. Um, wow. What is the scariest request that you want to make of the universe, of life? Scariest is subjective. Well, um, challenges you, stretches you, makes you uncomfortable because it's in the realm of okay. the abyss of, of possibility. Like, a, like, wow, I'm asking for this? Because like, you said, I'm playing this, this game and this is, you know, it takes yeah. a lot. Yeah. Okay, you ready? I see myself influencing the world at the level of Jay Shetty. However... I have this story and I've been, it's been confirmed by sources. I have this story that when you play at this level of international impact, global impact, the people come knocking that control what the media sees, what they allow to be influential. The people come knocking. They're like, Hey, why don't you join our club? You know, all those people that are the most famous people in the world, those people are part of our club. And I feel like when I get that call, if I get that call, because I don't think I'm going to be allowed to make that kind of impact without joining that club. And I've made this up. I could be talking about, I could be talking out of my ass. I've made this up. But I feel like when I get that call or I get that invitation, congratulations, we've allowed you to have this amount of influence on people. And if you would like to continue, you're going to have to join our club. Or not, and we'll wish you good luck. And then slowly, everything starts crumbling. I have this story about oh, wow. that. Yeah, that's me playing small or that's me playing safe. I have this story that if I allow myself to go fucking hard in my impact, in my service, that I'm going to end up having to sell my soul. Whoa. I'm going to let that one sink in for a little bit. It's a big one. That's a huge one. So my request from the universe would be to encourage, uh, provide me with a support system to continue to lift my spirits as I continue to share this content that elevates and amplifies the lives and minds and hearts of the people that I influence through goodness and empathy and kindness, compassion, through positivity, empowerment, encouragement, through strength and through all the goodness that operates from where my intentions stem from and provide me with enough clarity so that when I get to a level where I become threatened by where I feel like I have to play as a part of somebody else's rules, show me enough personal breakdown so that I can be aware that I'm stepping into a realm where I believe that I've reached my limit, my plateau. I would request for that type of insight when I get there so that I don't get blinded by what I believe is more than I actually require to feel complete. 
I want to ask you where people can find you. And after that, what is your request of us for the people who are listening? Uh, you know, just, I've been really present on Instagram a lot. It's weird. My Instagram just doesn't want to grow. It's like 2,600, 2,650. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't want to grow. It's just like, so yeah, let's, let's, if I could build more of an influence on, on Instagram, I love the, the model that Instagram has. So at I am Marcos Mendoza, uh, Facebook, Marcos Mendoza. Um, I don't have a website. I've never really been a fan of websites. It's just, I think I, I, I love think, that. I love that. <laughs> I think that I got plagued by WordPress. I think WordPress ruined a part of my cyber experience <laughs> <laughs> because of all the plugins and all the updates, the crashing, all the crashing, all the bullshit, all the tutorials. I think WordPress ruined a part of my cyber experience because it's just like, just no matter how many times I tried to build a WordPress website, it always ended up looking like a blog. You know, it, it was just the most uncomfortable scenario. So I'm just like, fuck it. What do I need a website for when everything I create is all on social media anyway? Right. So social media is where we can, you know, catch each other, email marcos at coachable.cc. And what I would like the audience to walk away with is the self-awareness to catch yourselves in the areas where you feel like you're not being authentic. Catch yourself in that not being and call yourself out or have someone ask you or, or ask someone what you can do or what they can share about you that may make you feel uncomfortable about your way of being. Because in these interventions I've been going through, I'm just like, fuck, it sucks. Like it really sucks. But then it's also so beautiful. It's also the best. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say it's the best, but (laughs) beauty in it. There's a beauty in it. It'll be the best maybe later on where I'm just like, wow, I've nurtured and grown powerful relationships if the people that I'm responding to are responsible enough to be with me through the journey of transformation, which from what I've experienced, they are, they are all woke men. But yeah, that would be my request is to call out to search for ways of being in your self-awareness that are potentially lingering as possible inauthenticities and ask for it to be brought to the surface. And shoot me an email. Let me know where that, where that's showing up and what that looks like in your life. Marcos, man, I acknowledge you, sir. Thank you, sir. You are such an inspiration to me, to Janet, to countless other people that we do know. And um, so many people on social media, I, you know, I look up to you, the content that you create, like it's so, um, it's not just like, intellectual like i'm learning something it freaking hits me when i when i watch you and i see what you have to say and uh and that for for that in in a world where there's so much noise Mm. it's so beautiful to have your message just really and your the essence of who you are through your message just shine through so much of that noise it's something that i aspire to um i always have these images of my head of, you know, how will I do my own authentic version of content creation, uh, the way that you are. So, um, I, I acknowledge you for all the work that you're doing and your willingness to kind of walk us through what you've been 
what you've been experiencing on this transformational journey. Um, Cause there's not a lot of people who are willing to, to do it in the way that you're doing. And man, it is, it's poetic. It is musical and it is artistic, which makes it even so much more um, just so, so easy. It's like effortless to watch you, Matt. So thank you so much for everything that you do. And thank you for being the gift that you are. Fuck man. That's <laughs> that's so special. That was really powerful. That was a very powerful acknowledgement. Very, very well received. That was so beautiful, man. Thank you so much for that. That's so beautiful, dude. I really, really appreciate I hold that. That is very, very uplifting to me. Thank you so much for that. Such yeah. it's my pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming back on the show for our round two. Uh, you're you're welcome back anytime. I know like we can go on and on for days. <laughs> but, yeah. but man, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. A pleasure, my friend. Till next time.